spooky. All right, welcome to the Soul Revival Gathering. Before we get into anything, I'm going to give us a riddle, secret hidden book of riddles right here under the Bible. That's right. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're doing, we're doing things a little bit different today, as you could tell, clearly. But um, I just need to go to chapter 75. Hang on. There we go, there we go. <laughs> All right, riddle me this. Three people are on an island. A boat comes, but only two people can fit. Home is about half a mile. And with no, ah, sorry. Home is about half a mile with nothing dangerous. No one can be left behind. How do they get home? Well, the answer to, answer to that will be at the end. We are going to do the most important thing we do at Soul Revival, which is read the Bible. So we'll be reading from John 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. For you, my friends, if you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father. I have made known to you, you did not choose me, but I choose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Well, good day. I'd like to add my welcome tonight to you at the Friday gathering. It's awesome to be here in the name of Jesus and it's awesome to be able to sing to the glory of his name, particularly this week. Uh, if you've been watching the news this week, you'll know that not only are we dealing with the COVID crisis right now, but there's demonstrations all over the world uh, as uh, particularly America is um, in some cities is up in flames as people are protesting Black Lives Matter. There's protests against um, all the injustices that there are in our society, the, uh, uh, the death of, of people in all sorts of situations. Uh, people are actually angry, they're frustrated, there's uh, a deep desire that there'll be racial harmony and yet there is uh, a feeling of injustice and there's lots of examples of that injustice around us and sometimes those massive problems can be so overwhelming that we just want to turn it off. We don't want to watch the news, we don't want to read a newspaper, we don't want to even uh, scroll too slowly past these notices on Facebook sometimes. On Instagram I've noticed that uh, lots of people were um, showing solidarity with protesters over in America who were wanting justice for oppressed peoples and particularly those who were worried about the situation for many black people in cities in America. And we, we can just look at that stuff and go, what can we possibly do? Yeah, I can make my uh, screen on Instagram black, but how can I actually do anything? What can I do in this world? What can I do to make this world a better place? Well, I thought about that a lot this week before we came to the Friday gathering and I thought that I might actually open up a passage from John 15 to encourage us that in the midst of all of these 
difficult things that are happening all around us, Jesus is in control and Jesus still has the solution to all of the problems that we face in humanity. Now, uh, for those of you who've been tuning on in the weekend, tuning in on the weekend, we've been going through the book of Daniel. And the big theme of the book of Daniel is that God is in control and he's sovereign over all things. And he's never not in control. And that's a really encouraging thing. And here we see that when God becomes a man, Jesus incarnate, son of God, son of man, fully God, fully human, comes to earth. We see his authority, don't we? When we look at the life of Jesus and we look at the teaching of Jesus, we look at the miracles of Jesus, we can see that time and time again he has authority and is completely in control. So now here in John 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples and talking to them about what kind of difference they can make in the world. And they're going to be able to make a difference because they are connected to him and he is the one who makes all the difference in this world. Remember when Jesus was arrested, uh, he was on trumped up charges and he was arrested by evil men who just wanted to get rid of him and they arrested him even though he did nothing wrong and they took him to the cross but in the whole of that event Jesus wasn't a victim he was actually fully in control and he wants the disciples to know that as he's about to get arrested and he wants to, them to know the purpose that he has and the purpose that they have and what uh, Jesus does in the passage just before what we heard Gemma read to us tonight is he starts off before he gets to his command for us to love in this world which isn't that needed right now love is just what we need well Jesus before he gets to that he's going to actually talk about just how much of a difference that he can make and we can make in his strength and the way he does that is to take us uh, through the image that is a very old image of the people of Israel, which is the vine, the vine and the branches. And so in chapter 15, verse 1, this is what Jesus says, I am the vine, true vine and my father is the garden, the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will become even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, we, we can all relate to that, can't we? It's a gardening image. We kind of understand that if you have a grapevine, that a branch cannot bear grapes unless it's connected to the vine itself like one branch cannot produce grapes unless it's connected to the vine because the vine is connected to the whole life of the plant the root system and that is what nourishes the whole plant the only way a branch can actually punch out little grapes is if it's connected to the vine well that's a really helpful universal idea there because Jesus is saying he's the true vine his heavenly father is the gardener and we are the branches He's saying if we don't bear fruit, then we're cut off from the vine. But even if we do bear fruit, we can be pruned so that we'll be even more fruitful. So this idea here in verse 2 of being fruitful is a really important thing. We need to ask ourselves in our life, how fruitful are we? Are we actually bearing fruit? And sometimes when I ask myself that question, I sometimes say, well, I, well what am I doing in this world? What am I actually doing? Well, Jesus is saying, before you ask yourself the question about how much fruit you're bearing, you've got to ask yourself how connected to him are you? Because he is the one who produces all fruit, not me. It's not up to me to somehow punch out grapes out of my life and the fruit of the, the, the Holy Spirit out of my life. What I need to do is actually understand that it's the power of Jesus that's at work in me, that I'm partnering with Jesus as he is changing the world. And that's how I do my little bit to help change the world. Not only is that a universal idea because it's a gardening idea, but here there's a real depth and a richness to it because 
the Old Testament talks time and time again about the people of Israel in such a way. So Jeremiah chapter 2 verses 21 talks about Israel being the right seed. In Isaiah chapter 1 uh, verse 2, Isaiah talks about wild grapes. The idea is that Israel is like a, a branch that is supposed to bear fruit and God is like a gardener who is gardening uh, and, and he can expect, can't he, if he's the gardener, that the, the, the vines he tends will produce fruit. But here Jesus is saying that he is the true vine. What he's doing there is saying that Israel fell short of their responsibility to produce fruit. And unlike Israel, Jesus can produce fruit and he has all power to do that. So in verse 5 he goes on and he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Isn't that a wonderful promise? So rather than me actually uh, beating myself up if I don't feel like I'm doing much in this world to change the world, what I need to remember is that it's Jesus who's changing the world and my first responsibility, the first step, if I want to make a difference in this dark world, if I want to help people through uh, the problems that we're facing in Australia with the disease that we're coping with, with this COVID disease, with, with this new um, uh, you know, threat that we have in our lives, if we're actually going to be able to make a difference and, and uh, stand up to injustice in this world, the first step we have to take is that we need to understand that we need to remain in Jesus and make every effort to continue to do so. In my life, ways I like to do that is I'm regular at church. I continue to try and meet with God's people. Even though we're not able to come together physically, it's a good thing to continue to tune into these broadcasts so that you can be encouraged by God's word and you can be praying and singing praises to God. It's a way, that's one way that we can be connecting in with Jesus and remaining in him. Because he goes on to say in verse 6 that if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burn. There's eternal consequences to the choices we make in this world. And if we are remaining in Jesus in verse 7, his words remain in us. Uh, time and time again in the New Testament, the word of Jesus is described as this, um, this message that he brings of the kingdom of heaven, the gospel, the good news, that we can be saved through his death and resurrection so that he takes the punishment for what we deserve. And if we look to him, we can be forgiven. And even though we are sinful human beings, we are also given a new nature, aren't we? That when we become a Christian, we're actually given the Holy Spirit to dwell in us so that we might actually live in ways that we couldn't live before. And that's how we bear fruit. In verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So we can see uh, the fruit in each other's lives and that gives honour and glory to God particularly if we're people that didn't used to be able to be as patient or as kind or as loving as, as we're growing into the people that we're being, people can notice a change in us. And I ask you that question. Do people notice you changing in your walk if you're a Christian? Well, all of that is in the background to the passage we heard read tonight because when you get to verse 9, Jesus starts verse 9 in a similar way to how he started verse 1. In verse 1, he said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Here in verse 9, he says... My father has loved me, so I love you. It's this idea that Jesus and his heavenly father are in sync. Israel failed. They weren't able to remain in a proper and right relationship with God because of their sin and their rebellion. But Jesus never did anything wrong. He's the true Israelite. And now we can become the true Israel if we remain in Jesus. The idea here is that we're not just a group of individuals. We're not just a group of people who are living our lives isolated from one another. We are a corporate society. We are the new Israel if we are in Jesus. And Jesus says, 
that your discipleship will make a difference because if you remain in his love, then you will start to love as Jesus loves. He goes on in verse 10. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remained in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Isn't it a wonderfully joyful experience when we can actually see that the lives we are living are making a difference? When we love people with the supernatural love of Jesus, we can actually start to make a difference in this world one by one, one person at a time. Verse 12, he goes on and says, This is my command, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Jesus is predicting that he's going to go to the cross, not because of anything he's done wrong, because he has not done anything wrong, but he's going to the cross so that he can pay for our wrongdoing. And that's how much he loves us. And he can teach us to love each other with that servant-hearted love too. Verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command, that you love one another as I have loved you. It's wonderful here in the passage that Jesus finishes by saying, I no longer call you my servants because a servant doesn't know the master's business, but you are my friends. You know the business that Jesus is on about. He's on about love. Laying down our lives so that we can love each other is exactly the fruit that we bear as Christians. Can you see that connection? First of all, Jesus has talked about being people who produce fruit. We can produce fruit if we remain in him. The fruit that he produces is the fruit of love. And the love that he talks about is not just a feeling or a vibe. It's actually practical. It's about laying down our lives for our friends, as he calls us friends, that we serve each other and we look after each other and we care for each other. Jesus finishes here in verse 16 by saying, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. What does Jesus mean with that final command? Well, I think this captures everything I've just been saying to us tonight. When he says that God will give you anything you ask for, if you're remaining in Jesus, you're not going to be asking for a Lamborghini. God, please give me a Lamborghini. And all of a sudden you go out the front lawn and there's a Lamborghini on the front driveway. No, if you are in Christ, you're going to pray for the things that Jesus has in his heart. You're not going to be just asking for worldly things for yourself, but you're actually going to be asking, God, please bring peace in this broken and divided world. Please bring unity in this world where people are enemies with one another and they're divided and they don't know how to be reconciled. Help us to be reconciled to God first through your death on the cross, Jesus, and then help us to be reconciled to one another as brothers and sisters. I love, just to finish, how the fruit that remains in us is fruit that will last. And Jesus will answer our prayer if we ask him to help us make a difference and make a difference for love in this world. This is my command that you love each other. Just finally, Paul in Ephesians picks up this idea in chapter 2 and he says, you know what? In Christ Jesus, there is no longer Jew nor Greek or slave nor free because we're all one in Christ. No matter what colour our skin is, no matter what heritage we have, no matter what language we speak, what country we're born in, no matter whether we're old or young, doesn't matter what sort of cultural uh, classes we're in, when we come to Jesus, we become a family and we're brought together as brothers and sisters and all we need to do is express the reality that Jesus has won for us on the cross so that we might actually show the world what love is by the way we treat each other. 
and then together reach out to help others who are in need. Would you join me this week in praying? Would you join with me in praying that Christians across the world would make a difference where they are and that we would make a difference where we are by loving God and loving each other? One way. Um, I think it's, it's really cool to be able to share in this together. Um, and, and yeah, so we, we, we actually, so we had a break last week, you and I, um, it, we had the girls around the show, which was really cool. Um, but it's really, it's good good to be back, Eli. It's good to be back. Um, and, and so what, what it means by being back is we have the one and only Riddler. Um, Katie did a fantastic job last week, but, but he's back, uh, which is good. Um, so we're going to, we're going to close tonight, um, with your riddle as usual, and then we'll jump back into things. But what I think I might do before you do. Um, is I think it'd be cool to pray together uh, for some of the things that Stewie was just talking about. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the closure of tonight by praying, um, and then we'll get back into the, the fun stuff. Heavenly Father, uh, I pray, Lord, um, with, the things in mind, uh, with things in mind of what's going on in America right now, and Lord, uh, and, and around the world. Lord, I pray that you can uh, answer our prayers for peace. Not only uh, the peace from, um, from, from riots and from, from COVID and from, from crisis, Lord, but peace um, between one another, Lord. Lord, we pray for unity. Unity that is not just uh, between one another, but, but between one another and between us and you, Lord. I pray that we can be, before we can be reconciled to one another, we realize that we must first be, be reconciled to you. Thank you, Lord, that we have that opportunity to do that, uh, to be reconciled to you, to be made perfect with you. And thank you, Lord, that one day there will be, uh, we will be go to a place where there is no more crying and no more hate and no more sadness um, and no more fear and no more fighting. Thank you, Lord, that right now we have this opportunity to, um, to be a family. Because of this, uh, because we are reconciled to you, Lord, and reconciled to one another, we have um, a family here at Sorrow Bible Church and, and a, a family of Christians. Lord, I pray that you can continue to strengthen this family um, and strengthen us together. Lord, as, we, as you strengthen us, please help us to express the reality of being um, a family under you as we try and become more and more like Jesus in this crazy situation, Lord. I pray that that um, bleeds not only into uh, the rest of our week, not only into our lives, but even just tonight, Lord. I pray for, uh, we're about to have youth group, um, and we've just had fuse, Lord. I pray that as, as we do these groups, and we're going to have church all weekend, and, uh, Lord, I pray that as we do these groups, uh, that you can keep us, uh, help us can keep the knowledge that it's you first, that we have these, these realities uh, this this family, this unity because of you. And I pray that we can continue to have that, Lord. Um, and so as we go into commitments and youth tonight in particular, Lord, I pray that you can um, help us remember you um, and help us get stoked about you um, as we go on to not only just have heaps of fun as a family and as a, as a group of friends, um, but be, be putting you first, Lord, uh, tonight and into the rest of our weeks, into the rest of our lives. Amen. Fantastic. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, Eli. Um, thank you, thank you, Stu, for that. That was a really cool sermon. I thought it was really amazing to a have two songs tonight. We usually only have one, um, but Not I one, but two. Yeah, exactly right. No one, but two. Uh, I thought it was fantastic to have two songs tonight, um, and just to be able to worship God and just um, and not just do that in the way we live our lives, which we're encouraged to do regularly, but just to just to have a time to sit and stop and sing. Um, to him. And I, I don't know about you, but I was standing up and I was stoked and I was loving it. Um, Eli was standing up. It was really good. So I encourage you as we sing at church to, to stand up in your living rooms or wherever you are. It's a sick opportunity to do it. Um, but yes. All right. So we've had a fantastic night tonight and we're going to end it with Eli's favorite part from the book of riddles that definitely isn't the Macquarie Encyclopedia of Australian events. No, it is. It's like, it's got a, um, sorry. I'll tell you a little story about this book. The title is the the Macquarie Encyclopedia of Australian Events, right? But sure. that's just the dust cover that is over the top. So that's to conceal the book itself is a riddle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Only the smartest brains can work that one out. <laughs> that Does that mean I get a B track? <laughs> Because I'm the smart brain that worked it out. Are you as good as Ange? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not quite as good as Greg's wife. <laughs> All right. So what was, what was the riddle, Eli? All right. The riddle, <laughs> if you really want me to say it again. I really your, do. Your brains are so small. Sorry, I'm talking to the mic. Anyway. All right. I'm on. What did I? Did I I completely forgot the chapter. Chapter 17, I think you said. No, I said like 75 or something. I don't know. It was one of the chapters. <laughs> something. One of the thousands of chapters in this book. Of course. <laughs> Hit me. Let's go. Three people are, are on an island. A boat comes, but only two people can fit. Home is only about half a mile away. With, and the water isn't dangerous. No one can be left behind. How do they get home? Well. Do they swim? Yeah, actually, they do swim. They one all swim? swims, oh. and the two take the boat. Oh, yeah. there you go. Pretty basic, pretty yeah, basic survival. It's, yeah, it's some good. So you get like the um, the most powerful swimmer. Yeah. Would that be you? No, I'm the, I'm super weak. Because it's I'm definitely not me. I can't swimmer. swim. Um, if you would be the swimmer, let us know in the comments. Um, and because I'd definitely be on the boat. Yeah, I'd be on the boat too. Uh, also, it's warmer on the boat. Oh yeah. So unless it's like. Anyway, anyway, anyway. All right. So um, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. We're about to head off into commitments and then to youth later tonight. Uh, it's been fantastic to have you here. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you soon. One way. One way. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings up the top of the page. You can choose anyone you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is OK by Ixit.